0: Never miss a single podcast by signing up for our newsletter at MyFeminineHeart.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of My Feminine Heart. Today, we are honored with a visit from Stephanie Ward way down in Arkansas, and she is going to be sharing kind of the story of her life and transition. So welcome, Stephanie. It's a pleasure to have you. Hello, it's good to be here.
1: Hi.
0: Um, Stephanie, thank you so much. It has been such a pleasure uh, to have you kind of along for the ride. I've known you for years, but you have been one of the biggest supporters that I can think of, especially early on with my feminine heart. I love when you joined us for Trans Tuesdays, your comments, just your overall support online has been absolutely unbelievable. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, you're blessed. Happy to do it.
0: So, Stephanie, one of the reasons that I'm so excited to talk to you today is you are so visible in the trans community. You um, you know, you're a very kind of stylish icon. And as somebody who's photographed you for years, I can tell you, you're one of um, the easiest clients that ever photographed. You have a natural, beautiful feminine grace, uh, kind of starting from the inside and the outside. And uh, I believe back when we first met, you were only part-time. You had not fully transitioned. So it's been beautiful to watch that over the years. So some of the things that I wanted to ask you is how long have you been dressing? How long have you known that Stephanie was inside of you?
1: Okay. Um, Really, it it didn't become really... A major part until after my wife died in 2007 and before that it was more much more sporadic and it was very a, a very shaming experience to do those you know you you hear people talk about all the purging they would do and everything and I never had enough stuff to purge So, <laughs> it, but um, it was very sporadic so after she died and after those things after my life began to kind of settle back down, that's when I really sat myself down and really started to explore this part of my life. Yeah.
0: So did your wife know about Stephanie?
1: She did not, no, she did not. And it would, knowing her like I did, it would not have been a all that great of a, of a, it would not have gone well, let's just say that. Um,
0: yeah. Uh, so let's paint the picture for those who don't know that part of you. You were young and you had three very young children when your wife unexpectedly passed away. Yeah,
1: I was 35, 36. She was 35. Um, yeah, I was pretty young. I had three small children. We had just my oldest. We had just um, got her registered for kindergarten, we, but she hasn't gone yet. And my youngest was just, we had just finished her first birthday, you know, the, you know, the hands in the cake and all that. We just did, we just, that was very fresh in our mind. And then, and then that day happened. And she, she's gone, you know. So, yes, they were very young. And, yeah, I had a lot of help from her mother, you know, but, you know, especially in those early days because they were so young and I did, I, I still work. So, um yeah.
0: Yeah. So, you know, at, at that time in your life, you hadn't been really out, you kind of dressed in shame, but your wife didn't know, or, you know, before that. And then all of a sudden you have this incredibly unexpected, jarring life experience. Like nobody really expects to lose their spouse at 35. Um, And, and she hadn't, you know, this wasn't cancer. She hadn't really like, been ill. like this was not something that you, you would see coming. How, how does that affect you? I mean, that must've had a huge impact on how you saw everything in life.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's like, okay, where, where is my, what's before I was married for seven years at that point, And like, what direction am I going to take my life now? I mean, is, how am I going to raise these kids? Uh, you know, what about my, what about me and what's going on with my, my transgender feelings and stuff and and it it was very confusing time yes and not you know it was several months later i i began to i dated a couple of times you know very poorly i think and it was it just didn't go well didn't feel very well and i sat myself down one day and i just looked in the mirror and i was in the bathroom in here and i just looked and said you know i'm going to not regret exploring this part of my life. And I'm gonna, I may bomb out, I may fail, um, but I'm going to, I'm going to start exploring this and see what's, what becomes of it. And I did. So here, I mean, obviously you know how it went.
0: (laughs) So, but back then, when you said, I'm gonna start exploring, you think you were gonna just explore more cross-dressing? but being gentler with yourself self-emotion yeah, I mean, or did you think full transition, like I might transition down the road?
1: Yeah. Transitioning was not even a thing because one, I just didn't know that was even possible for
0: me. Transitioning,
1: as you see today, that would be as, it looked as likely to me as flapping my arms and getting to the moon. You know, that's, that's how impossible that looked, you know, like, I can never do that, you know I mean? And so I didn't even put a lot of focus on that. So what I focused on was getting pictures made, and get that's one I think the first things I did was is I would fix myself up as as horrific as it may look now. But I would fix myself up, take pictures, post them to like Flickr or something, and and see, and I had fun doing that, and I got a lot of good response out of that, and so that basically fueled me to go even further and get in to learn and work on myself a little bit better, and. Eventually it landed me by seeing other people who had, that's how I ended up at Southern Comfort Conference and stuff. Cause that's how I, that's where I really landed to, it, to landed on the scene as it were, uh, seeing people live and in person and interacting with people like me who had a lot of the same struggles as me. And that was a huge, huge experience to, to, to start out at. So, yeah, I mean, the, my first looks back then were pretty awful, um, black hair, some, some people might remember that one. It was, it was pretty, <laughs> wouldn't be caught dead leaving my bedroom looking like that now. but.
0: <laughs> okay, I am dying to see pictures. I don't think I knew you back when you had black hair.
1: I'll find someone sending them to you. It, it's, yeah, you're going to get a big kick out of that one. It was, it was, back, oh, also another thing back then is I just got braces. Cause I got, you know, a new front grill here, you know, this is my, you know, this is one of the first things I did to try you know, to get myself to my appearance. It was my, my, my smile, my teeth. It was awful. My teeth are small and, and that was one of the most important things I've ever done. And I mean, I've done a lot of things that leading up to now, but that was one of the biggest things to give myself my confidence and my, the way I felt about my look was my smile, my teeth. And so I needed to have braces, so those early years, there's me with, with braces on. It was, it's just awful thinking about how I must have looked back then, but um, that's one of the first things I did. Was no, getting, I, you know.
0: I love that. As a photographer, I, I, you know, I take pictures of people's faces and I get very, very zeroed in on them, and I, I see people who obsess with, you know, their weight, or they want Botox, or their hair, and they do nothing about their teeth, and to me, one of the deadest giveaways of how you take care of yourself and your age is your teeth. And I see people who spend so much money on their wardrobe and other facets, that they won't have their teeth fixed. And that's always one of my number one recommendations. And it's so funny. I never knew you went through braces because I literally cannot look back and, and remember a single moment where you weren't smiling.
1: But yeah this is this is what I mean when I got my teeth fixed and you know got this beautiful smile now, I smile all the time I still do you know i mean it yes thats your smile is your know, you know i mean it it it's such a big part of your personality and how you appear and how you feel, and that smile is so important when you meet meet and greet other people you know if you're you know then it's not a yeah it's such an important part of expressing yourself so well, yeah, I, that was what I forgot yeah. sometimes I tell people about that stage in my life, but yeah, um, the braces and the new teeth, new mouth, the new front grill was, uh, very important. Very important.
0: <sighs> well, and you know, transitioning doesn't happen overnight. It it can be an up and down, sometimes painful process and it's a journey, um, yeah. no less yeah. than having your teeth done. I mean, you know, stuff that's worth having and worth doing can take time and can be a little painful. But you just get such phenomenal results in the end. They do.
1: You really do. I would, like you're saying, I would definitely recommend somebody, you know, looking into getting that worked on as one of the first things they do in any. You know, if you're going to go on any kind of uh, photography or television or anything, get your mouth looking good because that's really a dead, a dead giveaway. Yeah, I was very about that. I really was.
0: As a photographer, I see so much shame in the people that I photograph. Usually people tell me right away, I hate my nose or I hate my cheeks or I hate my double chin or what, like I hear everything people hate about themselves, but I also see shame. I see so many people who refuse to smile because they hate their smile Um, or they hang their head down or they're uncomfortable and they, they hide away. And when I picture somebody transitioning, it's about not hiding parts of yourself anymore.
1: Yeah. That, that, that's what I used to do when I was presenting mail. That's what I did. I, if I got my picture made at all, I was in the back uh, or off to the side. I was never up front. You know, like the people who know me now, I'm usually right in the front of, right, you know, I'll be right in the front. I'm very proud to be, have my picture made. and I smile big and, um, but that wasn't always the case
0: has the concept of femininity changed for you with what you used to think femininity was in those early days after you know before when you dressed even before you were married or even after your wife passed and you were first thinking of really exploring it to now after you've started the transition process has femininity like that concept changed in your mind
1: hmm. that's a good question i would say Yes, but it's very hard to dis de- hard to describe how. Um I don't know, it's just a bit of a a I don't know, you, once you once you do it every day now it it becomes I guess easier to it just feels like a second and you know, it just feels I don't know, it's it's a very hard question. I would say not so much.
0: Do you ever spend any time now worried that you're not feminine enough?
1: No, no, I would say no. I mean, I, I don't. Well, that's not true. That's not true. there there are always those moments where I don't I don't feel um, very feminine. Usually that that's when I'm getting ready in the morning and I look at look how I look at how I look when I get out of bed. It's oof, you
0: know. Yeah, I go like through I'm, the same thing every morning. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. You know, I wake up in the morning and I, I'm up at 4.30 every weekday and I'm getting ready and I just look in the mirror and I'm thinking, okay, how are you going to pull this off again today? Of how, how are you going to pull it out of the fire today? <laughs> you know? But I do.
0: Well, you look beautiful today. I think purple is definitely your color. Yes, I do. <laughs> Now, so when people would talk about you, when I would photograph you for years before you transitioned, um, you know, they would talk about your grace and femininity then. How natural did it feel to you, even when you were only part-time as Stephanie?
1: Oh, it was, it felt very natural, I would say. Yeah, it was, it was very easy and natural, to feel that way, because that was, it's, you know, authentic is the right word, I guess. It was, it was very real and um, and I, have my, I have my moments when, you know, Samantha gets on to me a lot about, you know, how I hold my fork or, you know, she, she, she calls me out when I make a mistake. I can be kind of country sometimes, you know. Um. Well,
0: you are from the South.
1: <laughs> I am.
0: So, um, you know, you have three little babies. How long were you dressing part-time, like going to conventions like Southern Comfort and Keystone before you decided I need to be Stephanie full-time. When did that yeah. happen?
1: That happened probably on my 45th birthday. On your uh, birthday? Yeah, I think I had that. I think I had that. Well, it's just that, that, you know, that odometer just rolled over one more time. And I'll just look at your life and you look back and where you've been and where you're going and it's very frustrating. And I'm thinking, like I was explaining moment a moment ago, uh, I've basically had gone as far as I can go by myself, doing what I can do, and there's still I needed to push through and go further with with that was transition was not the word I would have used at that time, but I needed to get for, you know further along and i need, i just needed you need I was at the point where you know, I, by yourself that, you know, you can do a lot, but there's a point in time where you actually have to get outside help, you know. Do you
0: mean like you could handle the clothing and the dress, but maybe like the hormones or surgery or therapy? Is that what you mean by you needed that extra help?
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um that's, that's when I, I, I looked at my life that day and I just said, okay, you're, you're firmly middle-aged. Stephanie. I mean, it's, it's time to, are you going to, you know, be 80 and look back and go, God, I wish I had done something about this when I had more time. It was a lot of that. It really was a lot of that, you know, and I, so it was, that's what kind of got me to Fisher Cut bait Time. It really was. It Um, sounds
0: like you felt you were plateauing.
1: That's right. Yeah. That's a great word. Yeah. A great word. Plateau. And in order to, in order to move further, to become who I am today, because every time I yeah I needed to just reach out and for help because I, you know I would go to conferences and I would see all around me is such an inspiring people everywhere you go you you run into them you you interact with them, and you see all the the turmoil and the trouble and all the work they had to do to get where they are, and that just forced me to look at my own situation and like I can do that too. Um, I don't have to be afraid. I hate being afraid. I'm I, being afraid of the reaction, and it's not as bad as as I predicted it would be. Um, thankfully, um, I got a great response at work. Um, for the most part, my most all my family talks to me, and my brother and I are actually closer. He's that's am- a, that's yeah, amazing super, super supportive of me, and I saw them in Washington last, last year, and it was, it was really cool to hug their necks, it really was, and because I don't see them that often, and, but I love sharing stuff with him now, um, because I come from a family that, we're it's not exactly super close, and we, we're a, on a need-to-know basis with just about everybody, (laughs) I just don't want interference with them, and I don't interfere with their lives. They don't interfere with mine. And when we do get together on holidays and stuff, it's pretty short, really. And everybody can't wait to get back to their own. That's the, that's the kind of family. I'm from. You know, we're just not that super tight. You know, some families they can hang out with each other 24 seven and not get tired of them. That's not my family. We we were, you know, I don't know. These are just people I'm related to mostly. I love them, but you know, I tell people, family is, it's people you choose sometimes. And sometimes the family is just, those are just relatives, you know, I love them, but you know, they're, they're,
0: So when you came out, well, let's back up a little bit. Cause I, I really want to hit on this family, but I want to give people chronological order because I'm pretty type A. And to me, um, seeing you up close and personal as a photographer who's like you know very closely looking at the pictures i take of you 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 seamlessly transitioned like i can't think of a time when i thought stephanie didn't really know what she was doing or stephanie really um, transitioned in look or or personality or confidence or whatever like i i can't look back in time and think oh i know when she transitioned like i saw a definitive difference in in her what was that first step for you at you know at 45 um how did you take that next step when you were like you know what i've plateaued i now need help what was the next help that you sought
1: hey well i i I was my first step to go forward was i was i I was wanting to look to hrt and and, and, a surgery called archectomy and those people, some people may be familiar with that. I don't want to, you know, bore anybody with that, but it, it, anyway, I was looking to do those things. And so, okay, well, I need to, you know, so I got the, I'm like, I got on the computer here and I emailed some therapists. And first one that called me back later that, or emailed me back, and uh, I was talking to them the next morning. And we set up a meeting a couple, for a couple of weeks and we met, and everything went just so wonderful so so smoothly I and mean, it was I, I don't know why I was so scared of I really don't know why i was so scared it was because it was been just a I mean everybody I've been I've gotten help with has been so helpful and so sweet and, and so supportive um I'm kind of mad at myself for for not you know for believing that I would have to fight for this or something but it really has not been a fight it really hasn't it's
0: it seems so, like people are responding to you pretty quickly. So you're 45, you decide you're taking the next step. You reach out, you start taking that next step. At what point do you start telling people? And who do you tell first?
1: Yeah, that was a little later. Um, this would probably be a, probably a good year had gone by at this point. Um, I'm doing these things, well, was it a year? I, it, it, was not, it was not immediate. Um, I think I'd had met some by this time I'd already met Samantha and you know, I was again I was I was watching her journey right in front of me and um
0: For those for those who don't know, Samantha's your fiance.
1: Right. Love my life. She's <laughs> thing not ever happen to me. She's out getting her nails done right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I appreciate you staying home to record this and missing like the time at the salon. So, um, so you had met Samantha before, was it before you started your HRT? Yeah. Oh, uh, no, it was after,
1: it was after. I met her in 2017.
0: But in she Atlanta. was a step ahead of you in the transition process. A
1: step ahead of yeah. yeah, um, I met her in Atlanta. She came to the, uh, a soiree event we had, we had there, and she seemed like, I mean, I didn't know that. Think it was going to turn out like it did then, but we got to talking, and uh, a couple of weeks later, we were both we were both in Las Vegas for another event. It just happened that we were both going to be there, and she seemed like a very nice, friendly person. And um, I don't know the people out west as well as I do, you know, in the east. So it was nice to have a friendly face that I could talk to who was going to be there. So that's when we really, really hit it off. We really sparked it in that uh, out in Las Vegas. That's when we. We fell for one another then you so, know mm-hmm.
0: okay so you were like the only person of whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas that's when things started <laughs>
1: you brought Vegas back home that's right <laughs> Talking, we, I think we've been in in uh, constant communication every day since you know even long, all those long like two years of long distance relationship that was not very fun but uh, and we made
0: work from Atlanta, right? And you're in Arkansas, right,
1: And because I have the kids here, and her kids are grown, so um, she made the move here. She made the move here
0: now, so you watched her go through the steps of of transitioning, and you kind of followed behind you were each other's support system
1: that we were we were. I remember being at work and we are talking. I'd step out into the out of my uh, office and we would talk and like, okay, I'm about to email my well, you know, the HR or something, you know, and I'm like, this is how it's going to go. We would talk, and I was right there, um, supportive of her at every every time, every moment. And I just saw how she was able to navigate through that. And her, couple with my doctor, who pointed me to people to talk to, um, that's how I got to. The surgery, that, that surgery finally got done. Uh, we got to um, an attorney friend of my doctor's who uh, set me up with all the name change. Now, that's when it really happened, was when you change your name. Okay, that's, when you do that, that's when you have to, get all everything legal at that point. So, and that's, there's a lot of, a lot of things to chase down at that point. But it, I actually enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Not, well, not fun, but it was, it was rewarding, let's say that, to do all that. You no, know, I would show up at all these different offices and things and give them my name change letter, you know, and it was just, I got so much gratification from doing that. It was a lot of fun.
0: Now, in what year did you change your name? 2017?
1: 2018? 18.
0: 2018. In 2018, your children are, what, 15, 16? Right. Oldest, mm-hmm. youngest is around 10, 11, with one in between? At
1: uh, 12, probably, yeah.
0: Okay, I, so... Yeah, kids, a, do they know at the time, like your children, that you are Stephanie?
1: Well, the name change time, yes. They had known, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because um, that
0: would be pretty hard to leave the house to get your DMV driver's license photo as Stephanie and the children Nazi. Exactly
1: right. By that point, they had known, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. How did you tell the children, and how did they take it? Yeah,
1: I, I compiled a uh, coming out letter a transition letter and pretty much everybody got this the same letter only i I kind of condensed theirs down a little bit um, I left out a lot of the stuff at the end um, but yeah it was I, it was pretty lengthy i I, got, I had a lot to say so i I sat down I gave them each the same letter and I stood ready for any questions I said look this is going to be very important news to you and about me and I want you to know that I love you and I have I stand ready to talk to you and answer any questions you may have. And so they've they read it and they they my oldest said Dad I kinda already knew you know you're I knew something was going on with you, you know.
0: Wait, so how how did the children know that they see your clothing? Did they catch you dressing?
1: They just saw yeah, but they had seen my closet I think. They had seen yeah, I don't know. I was getting a little sloppier with my covering, <laughs> I think it was.
0: <laughs> but you had already started um, HRT, so they probably saw some changes in your body and things like that.
1: Oh, they saw different changes that going, I was going through physically, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: And did they understand what transgender meant?
1: They most certainly do. They they do. They know. I, I explained it to them in a letter, this best I understood it, and they didn't bat an eye to that. They go to school with kids this very day, with the kids that are transgender. They have, some kids at school have parents that are transgender, yeah, even here, where I live. Um, my youngest daughter has a has a friend on her team, her cheer team, whose dad is also a transgender, which, you know, out of, out of like 20 kids, that's pretty remarkable, I think. <laughs> so. Uh, so they're very familiar with the concept. They're they're very plugged into what's happening. You know, they they pick on me a lot because I am uh, I'm old.
0: So. <laughs> yeah, but do they do they ever have issues with you being transgender, or you know, what's your relationship like to this day?
1: Well, our relationship is, is I think is very good. Um, we have our we have our moments, you know, but none but nothing is because we're trans because I'm transgender or Samantha's transgender. It's it's about, you know, I told you to be home at such such time, and you're not. Or I thought I, I thought I, yeah, it's just teenager parent stuff. And believe me, we go round and round and round and round a lot with that stuff. But, um, and each one of them have their own little, they they, they have their own. They're different. They all they, yeah, we have our issues with those sorts of things, but nothing because of me being transgender. Not one. They've never said. Dad, they never talked about it to me. Well, I, yeah, they actually do. It's, you know, they, I'm glad you're happy. I think my youngest daughter, I'm glad you're happy. You know, I love you. We, we, I sat down and talked to them all, you know, especially early on. And I would just like, are you, are you okay? I would ask and reassure them. You know, I love you. I'm not going to go away. I'm not going to, uh, you don't have anything to worry about. These sorts of things. I didn't bombard them with materials or anything. I just... I just let them know that I was there for them, you know, and they're, they've never had an issue really that I can D
0: What did they call you? Has that changed?
1: It has not changed. I'm i am their dad. And they, all I ask is just don't shout it in a in a public place.
0: Like um, at the grocery store.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hey dad, can I have this Cheerio? <laughs> I turn and look, and I'm like, who are you talking to? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so to this day, "You seem so happy." Um, and now, Samantha, the love of your life, you're no longer long distance. She has migrated to Arkansas to live with you.
1: Yes, I know it is so so cool to have her here. You have you have no idea. I mean, it it was hard because we talked every day on the phone. Several times a day, actually, when she lived in Atlanta, and we had our we had we would talk in the afternoon. We talk in the the morning. We would talk on my way home from work. We would talk at night. And I was busy. Sometimes it was tough because I was busy. I had you know homework to get make sure it get done. I had meals. There's all kinds of things going on here, and it was not easy to to keep that going. And she would be back in Atlanta just waiting to talk to me. <laughs> I am so busy here, but we made it work. We made it work. It was not easy, but um, we got her here. I'm glad we got her here now, because that would it would be very difficult to be quarantined and stuff with uh, with her being away. So yeah. I'm so happy that she made that move. We're now, both extraordinarily.
0: And you said you've talked to your children about family isn't necessarily who you were given, but who you choose. So you That's have right. you have Samantha, your chosen family. Your letter, and thank you very much for sharing with me. And I will say, your children to sit through. It was like a, I had like a 21 page letter that I read. <laughs> um, <laughs> I to say. You did, you did. And it gave me such beautiful insight too. I can't thank you enough for sharing that with me. Um, you know, who all did you give that letter to or variations of it? Cause I did see that you had variations like this variation was for dad or, you know, friends or, or whoever
1: with you was was the latest written you know the ra- latest that i was to my dad and he was the last one to get one um but ba- everybody got pretty much the same one I, I did tailor a few things in the beginning and the end for e- for each person like my mother-in-law uh, my mother my brother my sister these people you know um and once you hit those few core people then the information is going to disseminate out from there you know it will so it. um just a few, pe- just those main people, the main people that I've had to know. Um, uh, my, my, my mother-in-law's kids, you know, I see them. My, um, her, my in-laws all live here in this town. You know, they, I'm surrounded by these people. Half the town is made up by my wife's family. You know what I mean? So my, 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 my own relatives, they live out, of, they live out of town always. But, um, uh, and they, that's,
0: was, you know, you, you've, you transitioned after you lost your wife how does your wife's your late wife's family feel about all this
1: they are are mm, they're fine they will talk to me they don't give me any problems um if i reach out and talk to them they'll talk to me they don't you know they don't shake their head at me or anything like that no they'll talk to me um some I don't talk to as much as I perhaps as I used to, but um, like all the kids, my, all my, my kids, cousins and stuff, they're over here. They don't, they don't even blink an eye when they see me. They, no one, do, no one does. So it's, it's been fine. I mean, it's, uh, I would say they pers- their personal beliefs are probably not what I would like. Um, and I probably wouldn't agree with that, but that's, that's, uh, you know, they don't, Oh, I'll, I'll let, people can believe what they want. I mean, that's, that's perfectly up to them, but, it, but I have not had
0: share anything. a family relationship with them. They still see the kids, they're still part of your life.
1: Um, my, my kids are not like, I was worried that, like, they would not allow their kids to to come over here or anything like that. That's not true at all. They, they come over here and they see us and they, um, hang out with us here. Um, uh, yeah. Now, it, what about
0: in your own family, you know, you, I'm amazed, you're closer to your brother now, you said, than before. What do you think changed that?
1: Well, I think because he's a very progressive politically person to begin with, I think that's one thing, and that's, that's probably the biggest thing. Well, it's not that we were, it's not that we were ever, excuse me, it's not that we were ever um, at odds or anything, it's just, we had our own set, we were just on two different, excuse me, we just on two different tracks um, and they were just never, they never crossed that much. And I don't know. We just, as a kid, I was not a very great brother to him as a kid. And uh, I was uh, I kind of, I don't know. I was just a pretty terrible brother to him when we were children, but it's um, not that again, it's just, we were just not close. I don't know how to say it. I mean, we we were not enemies or anything. It's just, we were fine. It's just, Uh, we just once he learned once I shared this with him he was like oh my gosh wow it's we've just developed a close relationship we still don't talk all the time but but it's just better it's just a lot better and it's nice to know that I could reach out to him and talk to him and I would be surrounded and supported and yeah the opposite of that is my sister um went the other way she's not so much talking to me and I think With her, it's not that she doesn't love me or doesn't want to talk to me, but I think it's more, uh, she's getting heavily influenced from her husband and her husband's family. You know, they want to protect their children from all of this. Um, That's 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 my biggest, my best guess is what's going on with them because people just, and I'm not, they don't talk to me, and I'm not going to beg them to talk to me. So.
0: Well, you know, a lot of people say that they fear transitioning because they fear how it will affect their relationships. And you know, right now, there are people who were in your life, maybe not had the best relationships, that are no longer in your life. Do you regret coming out? Do you still? Are you? How do you feel about that now?
1: I will say this: when when I transitioned, I when I decided to do this, when when I was when I was ready to do that, I told myself I sat myself down and said, "Look, there may be some relationships that might suffer from this, and you, ha- I have to be ready and willing to take that hit." And that's what I did. And 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 thankfully, it hasn't been that that bad. But I had to I had to be willing to do that. I had to be willing to to let relationships sour and grow cold and uh that doesn't mean that they're I, I can't restart them, mm-hmm. hopefully. But like for instance, my dad, great guy, but he just doesn't have the just doesn't have the toolbox the tools in his toolbox to deal. And I'm sure there's a lot of shame and a lot of embarrassment. Um and so I'm just gonna let him let him deal with that. And um I'll continue to send him Father's Day cards, birthday cards. I'll try to still reach out to him and I do every every once in a while, but I had to be ready because I I just had to be ready to, to be ready for uh, the consequences of this. You know, it was, I had to be prepared and that's what I did. It's like, look, I have my own misery, my own loneliness, my own thing that I had to deal with every single day. Or do I worry about upsetting these people, these few people over here, you know, and, you know, I, I was tired of worrying about other people and what they're how they may feel about this issue, or my own uh, happiness. You know, so,
0: you, yeah. you know, you you touched on what you were dealing with all the time. Um, you know, in your letter that you wrote so beautifully, I really felt your pain, and it mm. felt like you were consumed with the idea of not being able to transition you know, you're driving to work and you're worried, you're thinking about it, you know, you're, you're cooking, you're, you're shopping. Did it consume a lot of your thought, like this worry about whether or not you could do this?
1: Oh, absolutely. That, that, I, I worried about this constantly. And that's, that was, this would keep me up at night. This, this really did. I, um, it would be, it would consume, I would, you know, I would drive home from work and this is what I would think about and talk about how I would this is yeah it did it definitely consumed my thoughts and and that was not easy you know I like to lost my train of thought there but yeah it was not easy
0: with that with that gone and no longer being consuming your thoughts and with the weight of that off your shoulders how does it feel now
1: it feels great I'm going to just say that it feels great um even even when I'm on Monday morning at 4.30 when I'm having to get out of bed, you know, I'm still happy that I'm, I'm get to do this. Um, and I'm, I'm very, I feel very blessed to be, to live in a time when I can, I can do this. The, um, there's tons and not too distant past where this would still not be very possible. And I'm glad I live in a place and in a time where I can do this. And, uh, Yeah.
0: It, well, there's a question I always like to ask in every podcast, and it's if there was one thing you wish somebody had told you, what would that have been that you might want to share with somebody else?
1: Well, I would, if like I was going to, I would have to say advice questions, I, it just would depend on who I'm talking to, um, who's asking me. I've had people ask me different things over the over the years, and it's depends on where they're, where they're wanting to go. I mean, but if I, if what I would like to say is what, if I was going to go back and talk to myself back then, I would say, don't be so scared. It's not as bad as you, as you're making it out to be. Because I really did. I made, I, I tell you, when I first began to dress, I, I, I thought every wall, every book, every every piece, everything had eyes and was all looking at me. That's not true at all. It's Nobody cares. <laughs>
0: I always tell people, I'm like, dance like no one's watching, because they're not. They're all on their phones.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're, they're watching the news or something. You know, they're, they're, not, they're not, they don't care. They don't care. I, I really did. When I first began, you know, before I went to my first conference, anytime I would be outside of a hotel room or something, I was so worried that people were like, look at there, you know, look, 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 and point, but that's not the case. That's just not, I mean, but it felt that way. It just felt that way. But it's not true. It's not true, and that's what I would tell myself. I was like, no, nobody's gonna. It's it's not as bad as you're making it out to be, especially now. Now that doesn't mean that I can't let my guard down and not do dumb things. You know, I I should always stay keep my head about me, and you know, I always wherever I am, I always try to look and see where I just situational awareness. I think is the word. I think, and I try to always use that, but. I've never once had anybody give me any problems here in Arkansas uh, to this about my transition. Who to meet? Um, and I don't know. Maybe they've left. I've talked to them, and maybe they've left and whispered some something about me. But but as far as to my face, I've not. I've had nothing. But uh, either they just I'm just a person and they talk to, or um, some people are maybe pleasantly surprised. I've had you know people. Well, there was one, there was the other day I was in a delivering to a restaurant and uh, a couple of guys stumbled out of there and that they just opened and he must have been happy to be drinking again because he, he said, Hey, Annie, how's, <laughs> what you got there? Cause I was delivering the magazines. He's, you know, he was, you know, I guess I was attractive to him or something. I don't know. But he, you know, I, I haven't had any, any bad issues, problems or issues at all. And I would just tell myself, um, not as bad as you're making it out to be don't be so scared don't be so frightened that's what I wrote about a lot in that letter is is it was so scary to think about a transition you know it was once I did it you know it's you know, it, it's, it's it's
0: yeah where does all that energy go you know. what energy? yeah all that energy that you had spent on that where does it go
1: Oh well, I get that energy. I guess is spent, you know. I concentrate on my relationship with Samantha. I, I try to live more intentionally towards her. Try to be a better partner for her. I try to love her and meet her needs more. Um, that's what I do. That's what I do. I try to be a, bad, a good dad to my kids. That's how I probably fail a lot at with my kids, because you know, they're so young and they see the world so differently than the way I do. You know. Uh, so we butt heads a lot, you know, but, uh, that's what I concentrate my, that energy on is on my family, my and Samantha, and, um, that's where it goes. Yeah. You know.
0: So but what does, what does life look like for you now? Like what's, it's, it's Saturday. What's a typical Saturday in the household?
1: Oh, typical Saturday, a day like today where the weather is absolutely gorgeous outside. I would, Samantha and I will be. Well, she, if it's not recovering from surgery, we would be probably on a walk or we would be on a hike or we would be on our bicycles. Um, We love, we love, we have, we have so many things in common to do. It's amazing.
0: You sound Um, like a very athletic couple.
1: Oh, we, we, I think we are, we are. Um, Yeah, we, I've really enjoyed, since she's moved here, I've so much enjoyed showing her around Arkansas, you know, taking her places to Hot Springs, to. We were, before COVID hit, we were going to go to horse races and we were, we were going to, we were just so many things. We had so much planned for this year, but, um, so we're going to get back to that. I've had so much fun showing her around. Um, we got, we got bicycles. We've, we've been traveling, you know, riding the trails here. Um, we just like being together. You know, I hope she likes being with me as much as I like being with her. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what's down the road for you? One year, five year, 10 years. What does your life look like?
1: Well, I hope to get it to be an even better person than I am today. I hope to be an even better partner for Samantha. I hope that my kids, I'm able to get my kids be, hopefully see them off to be independent people. I hope to see them do that. Um, my oldest has her first job that she starts at 6 a.m. on uh, Monday. On Monday, so let's see how that goes. Um, no, that's
0: exciting.
1: It's a kid who sleeps half a day away, so we'll see how that works. But <laughs> now I I don't know, I just wanna I I wanna continue to focus on my relationship with Samantha and be a better partner for her. We want to um just I don't know, I just wanna enjoy because she's just such an amazing person and it's been a huge influence on me. I just really like to I just always I wanna be there for her. And I want to be a good i guess an employee um I've been at my job for thirty years, which is a long time
0: wow that's that is a lot of loyalty and commitment
1: you know, it's 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 been pretty good pretty pretty good now i've, I've uh, it's been great so um yeah, I just want to just live my life more intentionally we we hope that we can just Samantha and I both want to uh, uh, try to find something that we can volunteer in. Um, maybe we want to kind of plug into something that we can be uh, helpful to people who maybe are looking for, l- looking to reach out for some help, or some advice, just some some company. Um, that's what we're hoping we can do. Um, we would like to get them plugged into something like that. Um, it's I, not a real, but we're going to try to make that. We're going to try to do that.
0: I think that would be perfect for you guys. I mean, you're both so uh, welcoming and friendly and comfortable to be around and you're such an inspiration, uh, you know, through this journey. I, I know this is going to reach and touch so many people. Is there anything else that you would like to share with anybody else who's out there? And I know you've get, you've been asked for advice and there are people all on different paths and transitioning is not for everybody, but is there anything any last thoughts you'd like to give our audience?
1: Well, I don't know. I just I um, No, I guess I don't. But I, I mean please reach out to me if you if anybody wants to ask me something, uh personal, I mean feel free to ask me something if you want. I'm I'm findable and I uh, would love to talk to you. Um I I'm such an honor to to visit with you this afternoon, so um I don't know. I'm embarrassed that you would ask me to do this. I really am it
0: <laughs> the honor is all mine. And I think this is the most nervous I have ever seen you. You've always had such grace and confidence under pressure. Um I've loved watching, you know, you kind of butterfly into the beautiful life that you're living now. I I can't imagine, you know, everything that you have gone through. Um, you know, I and I wonder. What it's like for you now, you know, looking back 10 years ago, 15, 20 years ago, could you envision the life you live right now?
1: I have. I really could not have. Um, to see where I am today, uh, look, it looks so impossible. You know, there was a time in my life when I didn't even know, uh, like I shared in my letter, I didn't even know that you know, being a transgender person was even a real thing. Or, like I just knew that I felt different, you know. And I didn't know how or why or how to how I'm supposed to interact or do about that. Um, thank you know I just I'm just so happy to be that I that I reached out for. Well, I don't I don't, re, I don't I'm not happy my wife died, but uh, that was the that was the moment that really foc- that had me focus more on on me. I guess you know I didn't have to be married anymore, so. Um,
0: well, it sounded like a pretty big fork in the road moment.
1: Well, it really was um, we I don't think it would have gone well had she found out but but nonetheless, I got out of it, <laughs> so um, yeah, yeah, it worked out. I don't know why you know, if this is just fade or something, but it worked out. yeah, and it
0: sounds like Samantha came along for you at the right time.
1: Yes. Uh, she, I'm telling you, she has been such a huge, huge influence for me and for me. Um, when she moved here, she's, you know, she, she's made, helped me make so many changes to my house. I mean, we've done, had so many home projects and we've got my, I'm not embarrassed to have people in my house anymore. Um. I was so afraid. I mean, it was disgusting. It was awful. Um, but I was just before I was just, I was more focused on, uh, on other things and she's helped, she's helped to make this a really true home for us. And, um, it's been absolutely a beautiful experience having her here and I can't wait to, to keep that going and continue. So, um,
0: well, thank you so much. And, you know, what you went through creating that fork in the road was a pretty tragic altering change of life events. And, you know, we, we're we having one of those right now uh, globally for people. People's lives are completely going upside down. You know with the pandemic and you know somebody may be listening whose business has closed or who has lost a loved one um due to COVID. or you know we've we've had a we're seeing a big change right now and it's very possible that somebody listening or watching is listening to you and saying you know what my life is changing i feel like i'm plateauing maybe it's the fisher cut bait time for me so i greatly appreciate you coming on today and you know, I always wanted to interview you, but this does feel like the quintessential time to have done it because, you know, you're an idol for so many reasons, but you're also a survivor. You've survived transitioning, but you've also survived major traumatic life events. And not every part of the transition has worked a hundred percent, but you knew that going in. You know, like with you know, um, not all the family being staying connected with you. Um, but you know, that's important for people to hear and for people to know that these things can happen, be prepared, but it's not necessarily a reason to not keep moving forward. So thank you. Thank you so much for your time, Stephanie. It's been amazing.
1: And thank you for every, you know, for this, uh, and I'm honored to be a supporter of this project and I just hope it continues and grows and gets better. And I know it will. So uh, so thank you for letting me do this.
0: It's my pleasure. And thank you, listeners. Thank you so much for supporting this. If you are watching this full video, you are a patron and thank you. You are helping keep this going. We'd love to keep this going as long as possible. If you're listening and you want to see the beautiful Stephanie Ward on video, you can sign up as a patron. It's just $9 a month and um, it helps us with our mission of outreach, education, and support for the transgender community. If anybody ever needs anything, it sounds like Stephanie may be um, pretty open to volunteering and chatting with somebody. You can look up the beautiful Stephanie Ward and always myfeminineheart.com is a resource for you. Thank you so much and stay safe, stay healthy and have a beautiful day, everybody. Join our mission of outreach, education, and support for the transgender community at myfeminineheart.com.